You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Rachel and Gabby's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 285. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a good show for you this week. We're talking Temptation Island with the hosts of the It's Tempting podcast. That is Casey Campbell from season one of Temptation Island and Aaron Smith from season three of Temptation Island. They have collaborated. They started a podcast last month, and we talk about that, and we talk about this season of Temptation Island, and we'll get to that momentarily. I don't really have anything new to add in terms of The Bachelorette and what's going on. I gave you all the information that I had on Monday of this week. If you didn't see it, you don't want to be spoiled, I guess mute your <laughs> mute your podcast right now. But um, I gave you the hometown dates. They're in Mexico, so obviously one person from each group was eliminated. I don't know who yet. But they're in Mexico for uh, final rose uh, overnights and final rose ceremony, and basically what it came down to was this: when when the when the date started, we know that um, you know the first three were very very public, like there were plenty of pictures out there of them, and that was you know uh, just off the top of my head. Or let me pull up my phone here with my notes. Um, so, oh, crap! Don't tell me I deleted that. I guess I did. Did I? All right. Oh no. So Avon Jones got the first one with Rachel, and then Tyler, and then um, and then we saw Eric Schwer the next day. weren't many pictures of Eric, but there were some. And then obviously the biggest one was was Tyler Norris in Wildwood, where there were tons of pictures and photos and videos of him on the boardwalk with with Rachel. But then after that, nothing happened for three days, at least publicly. That's when I was given video of Jason Alabaster's date, I was given video of Zach Shawcross's date, and I was given video of, of Johnny DeFilippo's date. And then I knew Tyler, I knew that um, Tino's date was on Friday. So when I did a Q&A on Friday night, I thought I was going to release everything on Saturday once Saturday's date rolled around. I figured I'd either find out about it that day because the first seven dates of the eight hometown dates, I either knew before they happened, which the two that I announced before they happened were Tyler and Tino, uh, the ones that happened, the ones that I found out as they were filming it and pictures were getting out were Avon and uh, Eric. And then the other ones that I found out about, Zach and Jason and Johnny, I found out within 24 hours. So my thinking was, okay, I know the first seven. The eighth was supposed to be on Saturday, and I'll probably get it either today or I'll get it Sunday, and I'll just post everything on Sunday and nothing came. So that doesn't mean that Rachel or Gabby didn't have a fourth hometown. Um, like I said in my post, I, 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 I do have a lot of circle, circumstantial evidence. Now, granted, that doesn't mean it's 100% certain. That's why I didn't run with who it was in terms of putting it in the picture. I put a question mark because I don't know. But there is some circumstantial evidence that points to the fact that... Um, uh, What's what's his first name? I already forgot his first name. Justin. Justin Bud Filoski. I think that's you didn't pronounce the last name. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. That he had his on Friday as well. And it kind of makes sense because his would have been in Simi Valley. Rachel's was in Santa Clarita with Tino's family. 
So it would make sense that on the last hometown date to knock it out, both of them, both of them had California hometowns. And there were some other things that I was told that were sent to me, things that were found online that led me to believe it was Justin. I could be way off. Maybe Justin was eliminated in week three. I don't, I don't think so, but I, you know, I hadn't, I didn't, you realize I didn't give you any spoilers all season because I didn't know anything. I only knew format stuff. I had no knowledge of who was still left, who was on the show, who was getting one-on-ones. I don't have any of that stuff. But then hometown dates started and everything started getting out and I was able to spoil the hometowns for you. So yeah, circumstantial evidence leads me to believe that it was Justin on Friday while Rachel filmed with Tino. And then the rose ceremony in LA, I'm assuming at, yeah, it was at the mansion was, was on Saturday and then they went down to Mexico. So that's where we're at right now. Obviously when I find more stuff out, I'll uh, relay it to you, but that's where we're at with the hometown dates. Again, I wanted to bring up the reality Steve fan appreciation party. I've got some updates for you. One, there is still some spots left and two, we actually have some special guests this year for those that, um, watched Joe millionaire. I can tell you that Amanda Pace, the winner of Joe Millionaire, who's no longer with Kurt, who chose her at the end, she will be there, assuming she buys her ticket in the next couple of days. Uh, I've been in contact with her. Uh, and so will Annie Jorgensen, the one that got, um, I guess, broken up with at the end by Stephen McBee. So Amanda and Annie will both be at the party. Annie has bought her ticket. She's bought her flight. She showed it to me, and um, she's coming, and Amanda just needs to uh, get some work things straightened out and then going to purchase her ticket. But as of me recording this, she hasn't purchased it yet, but she is keeping me updated daily on a daily basis. So uh, Amanda and Annie will be there. If you watch Joe Millionaire, you can chat with them. Uh, the party, like I said, it's open to anybody. We've got about 15 spots left. I could probably fight for 20, but... It doesn't cost you anything. It's open beer and wine bar all night from, we usually start around 8 and end around 11, 11.30. And then we have, um, we, we will have some food there. There's going to be a raffle. I'm going to have gift cards. I'm going to give out money. And yeah, just everybody that enter, anybody that shows up to the party gets a raffle ticket and just going to pull raffle tickets out of a hat and give away some prizes. And like I said, it's just a thank you. We haven't done this since 2019. This would be the sixth year we've had one, but we didn't do it in 2020 or 2021 because of COVID, obviously. So if you're still interested in coming, email me at steve at realitysteve.com. Let me know uh, where you're coming from. If you're flying in, just need a screenshot of your flight itinerary and a screenshot of your VAX card. If you are driving in, just need a screenshot of what hotel you're staying at, your hotel itinerary. And if you're a Vegas local, just promise me you're not going to flake because I got to put you on a list that is capped out at a certain number. So, uh, and a screenshot of your Vax card as well. And then, um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a way to get together, talk about the show, meet everybody. And, and a thank you to my fans for, uh, the support over the years. We do this every year. So, but COVID ruined it the last two years. Bastard. Anyway, but yeah, we got some two, two we got two special guests coming this year, um, with, uh, Amanda and Annie from Joe millionaire, looking forward to, to meeting them for the first time. Uh, and uh, just talking to them, and maybe we'll even get up. Maybe we'll even have them get up there and talk a little bit about Joe Millionaire for everybody, huh? We'll see. Now nah, I don't want to put them on the spot or anything, but yeah, you can certainly. They're they're excited about coming. I told them, you know, to expect 
the people that are going to maybe ask them questions about Joe Millionaire and whatnot, and then they're they're totally fine with it. So it'll be a good time. And if you're interested, again, email me at steve at realitysteve.com and uh, we can get that taken care of. And one thing I wanted to drop in real quick regarding Amanda, uh, she just started a podcast recently as well, and she had me on the podcast this week. And I know a lot of you over the years have asked, how did Reality Steve get started? Where do, you know, where do you get your info from? Obviously, I don't ever give that away. But, you know, you always have questions about a little bit more about me because I don't talk about myself too much. And um, Amanda had me on her podcast this week. It's called the Pace Yourself Podcast. You can find it where you get all your podcasts. Search it. I was on the episode this week. It was a lot of fun. I haven't done one of those in a while. It's been a while since I did an interview where I, you know, talked about my whole career uh, and my podcast. And then we we dove a little bit deeper into things uh, with me and, um, you know, kind of her outlook on on life and, you know, extolled it upon me. And um, it was interesting. I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, Amanda, ever since I had her on the podcast during Joe Millionaire, right when Joe Millionaire ended, uh, me and Amanda and Annie have kind of just kept in touch. I've really enjoyed uh, just shooting the shit with them and talking about the show, talking about whatever the case may be. Uh, and that's why I was like, hey, what, would you guys be interested in coming to the party? And they immediately jumped at the chance. So they're both coming. But I just want to mention, uh, for those that I put it on my social media yesterday, but maybe you didn't see it, if you want to hear an interview with me and Amanda, go to the Pace Yourself podcast. But without any further ado, let's get going. With podcast number 285. Okay, let's bring them in. Uh, you saw them on season one and season three of Temptation Island. Uh, they now host a weekly podcast you can listen to. It's called It's Tempting Pod. It is Casey Campbell and Aaron Smith. How you guys doing? Hey, Steve. It's so nice to have us. We're excited. Hello. Yes, thank you for having us. You know, I, I think it was it was really good when I was I was thinking about it, bringing you guys on. Because I'd say, and this is just my opinion, Aaron, you were on what I consider probably the most successful T.I. season ever. I mean, Kirsten and Julian are engaged to be married. Tom and Chelsea are still together. You and Corey, while not together, at least lasted for some period after the show. Only, you know, Kendall and Erica were were donezo pretty much right away, I think. And then Casey, you were on, safe to say, the biggest dumpster fire of a season <laughs> that the show's ever had. You and I mean, you and Evan and John and Katie were done immediately. Shari yeah. and Javen, it's like whatever. Um and Carl and Nicole broke up, they got back together or whatever, and then broke up again. But I think it's like the dichotomy here of uh the successful season versus what could definitely go wrong if you appear uh, <laughs> on this show. God. You know, and, and Aaron, I haven't spoken to you since we talked during your season while yes. you couldn't talk, while you couldn't really give anything away. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to dive too much into your Corey relationship other than um, you guys aren't together, correct? We are not. Yeah. A lot has changed um, since we last spoke. Everything <laughs> is still on good terms, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm single. We are no longer together, but um, no hard feelings. I still wish him the best. I hope he's doing well, and yeah. When when you watch, when you watch this season, or even I don't know if you ever watched. Did you ever watch your season back? Outside of it, so when it aired. 
Yeah. So only when it aired, I watched it. And obviously I was going to like viewing parties or I was like having wine nights with Corey or like I was always drinking. I don't want to say I was like drunk, but there were always like drinks involved. Yeah. So I never watched it through like actually alone <laughs> sober. I hate to say it, but like <laughs> and, and like saw the details of it, you could say. So Probably a month ago or two months ago when Casey and I decided we were going to start this podcast, I was like, I feel like you should probably watch my season and like actually know what happened on it. So I did recently rewatch it for the first time in over a year. And it's just so weird. It's just a weird feeling. <laughs> were, you, were you mortified when you watched it? I was a little mortified, but then a part of me like was low-key like why i don't know why i got so much hate and like not to bring it up i feel like i'm always being like well it was me but i don't know watching it back i was a little more confused because i thought did you you get hate i I mean obviously everybody that's on tv gets some sort of hate but were were you getting a lot of it from your season in terms of i mean i thought kendall was stealing the hate from everybody like like (laughs) i mean i think that yeah he definitely took the cake but weirdly actually not weirdly because all the girls were incredible but out of the girls I definitely feel like I got the most backlash and Hmm. it was mostly because I played soccer and cried (laughs) (laughs) everybody everybody cries on that show um Casey so you guys decided to start a podcast about a month ago the it's tempting pod what kind Uh of what went into that why did you decide to do it why did you decide to team up with uh Aaron how did it come to be Um, so as you know, I mean, I've been talking about starting a podcast for like literally years now. Um, I've been on, I've been a guest on your podcast numerous times, other people's podcasts. I'm always like a guest. And I think the thing that was really holding me back and I kind of touched on it in our, I think it was like our first episode. Um, number one, I like really wanted to wait till I was fully, fully healed. I was always like 95%, but I still had that little 5% of like PTSD where like talking about things or filming things would like mess me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to wait till I was fully good and I could fully like talk about things and not be affected at all. And then also like not having a host, like I give you some like mad props because being able to just go on by yourself and always have to get guests every week it's like very overwhelming so those two things were always holding me back and me and Aaron we just got really close over the years and we've always stayed in touch and one day we were talking just about other stuff and randomly it just came up she's like yeah like I really want to do a podcast and I was like girl like I really want to do a podcast but I need a host (laughs) and then we yeah and then we started talking and she had this great idea um there's a podcast called the office ladies. It's like two cast members from the office. Oh yeah. They re- yeah. They recap like past seasons and episodes of the office. And she was like, we should do that for TI and like start it during season four and then go back in time and start from season one and go on this wild journey. And I was like, girl, you're freaking brilliant. And <laughs> the rest is history. And it's been really successful so far. Did you, did you hear the latest two that are going to do that? From their old show. Wait, what do you mean? That this guy, that are going to start a podcast and recap a show that they were once on. Did you hear the latest? This is not. No, who? What well, actually is reality TV? Um, Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti are going to recap Laguna Beach. <laughs> you are shitting. No, me. they just announced it. I think it was yesterday, or maybe it was today. I saw it. Wait, 
Yeah. That is actually awesome. Iconic. <laughs> oh yeah, I cannot. I mean, I watched, I watched every episode of Laguna Beach growing up Same. and then into the hills. That was my life. And they said they oh. said it was I guess because they said coming in July, so it looks like they're recording it now and just going to have it all ready to go. I don't think they're going to do it weekly to where they record it. I think they're going to just yeah. knock out two seasons. But uh, that is going to be awesome. That's going to be insane. I'm going to listen to the whole thing. I lived for Kristen and Steven back in the day. <laughs> like lived. Who for didn't? Them. The love triangle between. <laughs> oh, him and and, and LC. LC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I I can't wait. I I'm. I can't wait. Like, I mean, yeah. it's going to be really good. So, all right, let's get to this season of um, of Ti. I um, you guys have <coughs> had a couple guests on already, so I want to start with um, that couple first. Okay. Um, you've had. Um, I, let's start with Jillian and Edgar. You guys have had Jillian on. In my eyes, Jillian and Edgar are are doomed. And if last night's episode isn't <laughs> further proof, then really nothing is. You guys spoke to Jillian. I believe, I believe she's the youngest person from one of the couples they've ever cast on the show, right? She was 21 when they filmed this, I believe. I don't know if she's had a birthday since, but Aaron, what was your impression? (laughs) What was the impression you got from Jillian from talking to her? Um, Honestly, my impression was that she was super mature for her her age. Um, She seemed very self-aware and she was able to hold herself accountable, which I feel like Number one, that's hard to do in general, but then you bring it back to when you were like 21. 21, I mean, yeah. I was a freaking menace when I was 21. So just to like see her like be able to communicate in such a pure way and like a very mature way, um, it was re- it was really impressive. And she seemed super genuine as well. Yeah, I mean, Casey, I, I got to believe you were impressed with someone at 21 years old to be able to just oh, watching yeah. her on the show and then hearing a bit of her on your podcast, like very grounded, yeah. very mature. And she doesn't mm-hmm. she just doesn't come across as a 21 year old. No, no. Me and Aaron, we both like after we interviewed her, we talked about it for a while. Like it's because me and Aaron, we're very like open about like how we used to be when we were younger and like how we are now. <laughs> we've both grown up a lot and we've matured a lot. And I think that's why we're able to like be so self-aware now and like be really brutally honest about things. And both of us were just like, this girl is she's 22 now, but she's on a level of maturity that when I was 21 and 22, I didn't even begin to like fathom. Like she, yeah, like there's, she has it together and she's very, um, she just knows who she is. She knows what she's about. She knows her faults. She knows what she wants. It's very, like Aaron said, it's extremely impressive. Like it's one thing to see it on TV, but to actually have like a one-on-one conversation with her. And you have to keep reminding yourself how young she is. It's kind of, it's wild to witness. How old were you when you did the show, Casey? Um, I was, when I was filming, I was 28, but three days after we finished filming, I turned 29. And then Aaron, what were you? I was 25. Okay. Yeah. I think this couple, as I said, they're, they're, I don't see any way these two, uh, you know, leave together. Um, you know, as for, you know, as for Edgar, uh, he's, um, he's interesting. He's very introspective. His, (laughs) uh, his demeanor on the show just absolutely kills me. I just, he's like, he's so slow and methodical in the way he talks. He's like, yeah, I'm yeah, feeling 
hurt. You know, just <laughs> I feel like I don't know this person. Like he's just so methodical, and I almost am screaming at the television to spit it out already. But um, yeah, you know, I, I, he's <clears throat> he's on the flip side of that. Yeah, Steve, I'm just laughing at. <laughs> When he was like talking to Marissa and they were like past him being sad, he was like, You are my queen and I'm gonna treat you as such. Like it's yeah. like both sides. <laughs> yeah, it I I mean I it I almost look at it like the thing is we don't know I mean, you probably know more than I do because you've spoken to Jillian. I feel like I don't know much about their relationship pre show, other than they were literally been together, I think, for a while, three years, four years, something like that. Like they've been high school almost to back to high school sweethearts, but you know, there has been some cheating involved and some trust he issues slept with their classmate. He, Oh, that's what, that's what he did. Yeah. He cheated on her with someone in their class when he was telling her like not to worry about her. That's like my issue with Edgar is like on the show. He's acting, he's acting so innocent and like Jillian is the bad guy and Jillian's breaking his heart and it's all Jillian, Jillian, Jillian. <clears throat> and it's like a few things. It's like, number one, like not only did you cheat on her, you literally cheated on her with someone that you guys were all in class with in college. Like that's crazy. After you were telling her for like months and months and months that like, there's nothing to worry about. And like, it's no big deal. So he's not a good dude. So he was able to do that. He was the first to cheat. He was, she cheated first yeah. and yeah, then she cheated first. after him. And she didn't even cheat. Like she, well, yeah, I will all say like texting someone else is cheating, but she never slept with anyone. He like had okay. sex with someone else and she was just like hurt and was like looking for validation. And that's not an excuse by any means. Like both is not okay, but he makes it on the show seem like she's this horrible person. She did all, she did all these like wrong things. And I mean, there's two sides to every story and we haven't sat down with Edgar yet to get his side. And he hasn't really told his side on the show, but if what she has said is true, like he is, he's needs to hold himself accountable. And then the other thing I don't like is like they had rules. One of their rules is they're allowed to kiss other people. And like, she has not broken any of their rules yeah. and he's the one having sex and he's the one that's angry. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> but you're the one that's doing the crazy stuff that's against the rules. Like I cannot with the hypocrisy. It's just too much for me. Yeah. I, as I told you, Casey, like his sex with Marissa, that was on camera that was, last week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't re I mean, they've, there's been sex on the show before we know about, you know, Evan and Morgan and we know about uh, KB and, was it Ashley that what was her name? Um, KB and that the girl that yeah. had sex with him the first KB, night. Yeah. Is it KB Ashley? And Ashley. Ashley. Um, and other people have had sex, but I've never seen a camera stay on that shot for as long as this one did, and turn up the mic volume as long as this one did. Like they crank the, that. They were. They I like, did. Marissa must be like. Obviously, Marissa knew what she was doing by having sex on camera, but I, yeah. I'm sure a part of her didn't think that that much would get no. out. I, I She must be just, I don't know. Yeah. No, you know, they what? definitely, what, what are you saying, Aaron? I was going to say, I would think, I wonder if like, because when we go on the show, we're told that there are like mics attached to the bed. So it's basically like, you're not surprised if something airs and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like I wonder if the singles are told the same thing. Like if they're like, just letting you know, if you have sex, 
Oh, that's but actually I a good, that's a good point. Maybe Marissa didn't know that there was a mic because the mics are hidden. Like, it's not like yeah. it's like a mic that's just like dangling above the bed. It's like, these <laughs> things are like minuscule, like tucked away. Behind, On like, like the, the headboard. Bedroom. Yeah, exactly. So I wonder if maybe she didn't know that like there was a little mic, even though, because we're yeah. told we're made aware. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's interesting. It's it's very possible because she, I mean, props to her, like almost no inhibitions in bed. Like she just let it loose. And we all, but the thing she, is, it was we all got to hear it. And I'm just like, okay. I know. That's the thing is I'm like, I would like to say like I, I wouldn't have sex on TV, but I feel like sometimes like in that environment, if you're like feeling a guy and you're drunk, it's like sometimes shit just happens. But if I, if some, if people heard me in the act, the way that we all heard her, I would die yeah. if that was on TV for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. I'm just being honest. I don't want people, I don't want the world hearing me like that. Like, I, it was a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. I not. Yeah. No, it is. Like, and it's got to be, you know, it's like, you know what you're signing up for when you get there and you're told that, yeah. hey, there are cameras. It's not like she was surprised, but... Yeah. But it's still but on the show. Yeah, seeing it and watching it on an episode is different than living in the moment. In the moment, you're not thinking about it. And then it's like on TV and you're like, oh, my God, and my family can see this. Yeah. Yep. And and it's on the show because the show is still choosing to to show the audience, well, how much yeah. of this are we going to show? And I just that scene, I just never seen anything like it uh, on reality Same. TV before. We've seen people get in bed with the black light and the and the you know, the comforter moving around a little bit, but this was literally, you, yeah. could, you could literally count Edgar's thrusts. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> no, like I feel like in the past on reality TV, it's always like it, you, they hint at it. It's like they get under the covers and you can hear them kiss. And, and then they get like, out and then the scene's over. Yeah. But this season, I even feel like with Ash and Taylor too, it's like, they're definitely pushing, they're pushing some limits. For yeah. sure. My gosh. Um, obviously Aaron, you never, hooked up with anybody on your season, especially in that, in that type of got that intimate with, with anybody. Could you have ever, I mean, let's just say you were in a different place with Corey, or maybe it was just like, this is our last straw. And, and you saw a clip of Corey, just let's just say, let's just say, let's just say you saw a clip of him doing something you didn't expect. And you, would you have ever done it in retaliation? As a, I'm gonna get back at my ex for he did it, so I'm gonna do it. Do you think that's Do you think that's fair to do it in this environment? You know, it's weird. So I feel like normally I would, if I'm being honest, like I feel like I would say yeah, like I probably would <laughs> do it in <laughs> straight up. But like, if I'm basing it off of how I actually felt in the moment, like given those circumstances and then I saw him do something, I don't think I would retaliate. One, I did not find anyone really on my season attractive. I don't think that it was kind of worth my dignity to sleep with any of them. No offense. And also, <laughs> I, no just, offense. <laughs> I just genuinely feel like I was just so emotionally drained that if he were to have done something, I would have just been like, probably would have cried i don't know <laughs> I yeah but well like it's weird because now looking back like so far removed i'm like 
I kind of understand the retaliation thing. And I probably, like, if I wasn't feeling that exact way that I was feeling then and there, then, yeah, I could see myself (laughs) for sure retaliating. It's just, isn't it weird, Erin, how, like, both of us would be so different if we did the show now, like, in our current mindsets? Like, now or also earlier. Like, I genuinely yeah. I went on the show, Jillian, yeah. even, Younger. like, 23, I would say. I'm telling you, from, like, 19 to 23, honestly, 17 to 23, like, I was such a different human. And I feel like <laughs> I probably would have been, like, oh, my gosh, Corey did this. Like, now I'm doing that. And, like, I probably yeah. would have taken it to the extreme or something. But my mindset was just different. And, like, it's different now than it was a year ago or two years ago so it's just it, yeah it is strange how if I were to do it even now I'm sure it would be way different than it was the first time around you know yeah, yeah. no I think I mean it, and it certainly looks like Edgar only had sex with Marissa out of anger towards Jillian yeah. which seems a little misguided I still don't understand I mean he he seems to be under the impression that because of what he has seen in the clips from Jillian which is just some making out with Tommy, some yeah. twerking, some grinding her ass in his crotch, that all of a sudden that she never cared about him, their whole relationship. So I, I'm, again, it's, it's hard to speak for Edgar because he can't speak for himself right now and, until this is over, or maybe he, you know, he can, but I'm, I'm not understanding where his anger, hatred, whatever you want to call it, vengeance towards Jillian is coming from. I don't, I don't know. No. That's why that's what I'm saying, because, again, like they, she's not breaking any of their rules. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't get it. But um, like I said, you, you mentioned, Casey, you guys talked to Tommy on your podcast yeah. and he's another one that. Um, again, I'll, I'll start with you, Aaron. What was your overall impression after speaking with Tommy? Oh, I thought he was great. Really, I did. He's he seems super genuine like, very down-to-earth. He explained to Casey and I, like, why he went on Temptation Island, and it was, again, just very genuine. He was like, I was given this opportunity. Like, if something happens, it happens. He was also very realistic, though, that it is, you know, you're only on this island for a month, and you're dating people who are in relationships. So he explained the difficulties with that. Like, everything about him just seemed super real, and... I enjoyed talking to him and I enjoy watching him on the show too. Like, yeah. He just seems one of the good ones. Yeah. And Casey, for a guy who looks really young, um, he seems to be very mature for this process. He's, he's actually surprised me because while yes, he's formed a relationship with Jillian, he's not all like, Oh, let's just knock it out and have sex every night. He's actually kind of taking a step yeah. back saying, while I like you, I think you need to learn maybe to be alone first. And that's just not the type of insight I expect to see from a guy on this show, especially a guy in his, I think he's mid twenties probably. So props to him. Yeah, no, that was one thing. Like, I don't mean to say this in a bad way, but, um, like I am after everything I've been through, as we all know, my standards for men now are very high and I am, I am rarely impressed with a man, okay? Like, it takes a lot to impress me now because I just see red flags. Like, I just see them. And with Tommy, 
there's different things that he's said on the show. And then I remember how young he is. And it's honestly like he's, again, just like very impressive. Like yeah. you just touched on it already. The whole like we need to be independent and like I'm not going to sleep in your bed every night. Like you have things that you need to figure out before you can like jump into something else. I, It's just it's he's very mature and he he's very impressive, honestly. And we had a great time talking with him and we both. Honestly, me and Aaron, I feel like we're like fangirls of him. Like we have nothing bad to say. (laughs) And even today, like I was kind of weirded out. Like um, the Temptation Island Instagram like posted like a clip of I think it's this upcoming week's. No, it was a clip from last week's episode. And he was kind of getting some hate in the comments. Like people were calling him a narcissist and like kind of like telling him like he's stringing her along. And I'm like, I do not get any vibe like that. I feel like he's been very upfront with her about everything. Yeah. He's been very straightforward. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even when I don't had, get that at all. Even when he had questions like about what he was doing with Jillian, like he was super forward with her. Like yeah. he expressed that. And then at the end of their conversation on the like patio furniture or whatever, they were both like, all right, like, let's just have fun and see where it goes. And then they kissed. And then the party yeah. was that night where they hook up and stuff. So I don't understand where the confusion is. Like, yeah, they had a hard conversation and it was a little yeah. unknown, but they finished with being like, all right, let's still have fun and enjoy each other's company. And that's what they're doing. Plus, his concerns are very valid. Like, he he seems like he's coming just from a very, like, realistic point of view where it's like, you were 21 years old. Everything that you're telling me, like the men that you've been with before Edgar, which quite honestly, you were a teenager. It's like she's only ever been with men that are just like obsessed with her and like she makes them her entire world. And then she's going to like, we don't know what's going to happen, but they're talking about her potentially leaving Edgar for him. And then she's just going to jump into a thing with him. Tommy has valid concerns. Like he's like, you need to figure out how to be on your own. Like that's a mature standpoint yeah, you know? well, yeah like that's how he, that's how he should be feeling like that would be concerning for anyone for someone to jump into a relationship when they've never experienced being alone before especially yeah. for someone on this show i just like i said i exactly. didn't expect it to come out of somebody's mouth on this show who's in who's in his mid-20s you know good-looking it's, guy yeah. he could easily yeah. like you know i i don't know you know jillian and edgar had put together a pact like kissing is fine, but no sex. Obviously Edgar has broken that, you know, Jillian yeah. didn't see it till last night's episode, but Jillian is very, I think sexually frustrated with Tommy. Like she wants, you can yeah. tell she obviously wants him Oh yeah, and he's the one that's basically kind of, if he pushed, not pushed, but if he kind of laid into it more, he probably could have sex yeah, with no, her. He's yeah. Probably, yeah. He's, probably he's the, the one that's not, is sure. holding it off, you know, and that you yeah. just, you just don't expect that from, from the single guys on this no. show. They're all horn dogs. No, not at yeah. all. That's why I'm saying he's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, thoroughly impressed by him. But I feel like that's why sometimes I go back and forth with whether or not like Edgar's really retaliating or if he's just seeing his girlfriend literally move on with another man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's what not, I don't know. That yeah. To me, that to me is not kissing. That to me is like passionate lovemaking right there. And I'm not like, I don't know what happened in the relationship. I'm not defending one or another. It's just, I feel like Edgar waited and waited clip after clip for him to see like a glimpse of hope. And like, there's only so much you can hold on to before it's like, 
now yeah. I, you know, I have to let go. And I think, I think after watching the episode, that's, that's what happened. Yeah. You I can see that. You know, when I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that, you know, Aaron, you were on probably not only the most successful, just the most tame because nobody really did anything on your season outside of Kendall. Like yeah. you didn't, Corey didn't, uh, Kristen and Kirsten and Julian sure didn't Chelsea and Tom, I mean, Tom flirted with, you know, what's her face, but that was never anything. You know, Kendall was the one guy that the season yeah. revolved around in terms of, of scandal. Like he was in somebody, you know, I, I can't, I'm already forgetting their names, the blonde one and the other one, I forget their names, mm-hmm. but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, so when, when that was all going on, um, when you guys were comforting Erica in the bonfire videos that she saw, like, what is your role in that situation? Because you can't say like, Oh, I mean, you want to say like, Oh girl, he, you know, dump him. He's look at what he's doing to you and making you look like an idiot. I mean, you want to say that and maybe you do, but in a, in a, in a more roundabout, less, you know, forward way, what what were you saying to Erica maybe that wasn't being shown when she was just seeing all these awful clips of her boyfriend? I mean, we were all just kind of like, one, we wanted to be there for her, whether it meant sitting in silence or talking about what happened. Like, everyone reacts to things differently. Like, I personally, I need to always be talking to someone, not relationship-wise, but, like, if something's going on in my life, like, I just, I need to vent to someone and I think with Erica, she more, like, internalized things. So sometimes, like, what meant the world to her was just, like, sitting there with her and, like, you know, being there with her and crying with her. But then there were times when it, things started really progressing and Kendall was acting, like, crazy. Yeah. That's when we were like, all right, literally, you are a queen. Like, you should not be with this man. Like, he does not see any value in you. And, like, I only for for less than 30 days, and I saw so much value in her, not only as a person, but as a friend. She's one of my best friends. And to see someone treat her like that, it honestly disgusted me. Yeah. Because she's not only beautiful, but she has a beautiful soul. And you're not going to find a girl like Erica honestly probably ever again in your lifetime so we were kind of at that point where we're like dude this guy is like an idiot and even though sometimes people don't want to hear that because yeah they're like you know it's it's a sad moment it's also like she kind of hit that point where she was like i'm a bad bitch like this guy's an idiot like blah 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 and i think we all just kind of built her up by um reminding her how special of a person she is because she really is. And I, I haven't followed either of them since the season is over. I'm assuming they never, they're, they're not back together. Are they? <laughs> like, oh, hell she's not, not with him. Right. Okay. Just double checking Drive to her house and smack her around. No, they are not. Is I think she, she has a new, I actually know this. she has a new boyfriend and she's very, very happy. Oh, good for her. And yeah. And I don't follow Kendall, but even when, you know, when I spoke to Kendall, it was while the season was airing and it was still, the guy's a good talker. I could say that. Like he just he he knows what to say. I don't think a lot of it's a lot of word vomit. And if you actually it makes sense. yeah break it down, he's not really like, saying anything with substance. It's a bunch of fancy words just plopped into one sentence, and you just kind of have to like figure out what he's trying to say. Yeah, I was totally uh, confused by him. 
Um, all right, let's move on to the next couple. I'm trying to think of which one to go to next. Um, I guess let's go to let's go to Lascelles and Ashley. Um, last night on the episode, Ashley sees a clip of Lascelles and Trace, and Lascelles says, "I love you." Trace says, "I love you back," and Lascelles makes a joke about, "Oh, you finally said it." And, you know, Ashley has to sit there and watch that after last week seeing LaSalle's on camera saying, forget about Ashley. This is me and you. I'm looking for my wife. You are my wife. You're going to be my girlfriend (laughs) and eventually be my wife. Like, look, I I understand the bubble. I've covered reality TV for a long time, especially the dating shows. I understand when you're in that environment and especially with your show, it's just like, okay, I don't have access to, you know, my phone, my friends, my family, TV, any of that. I'm just focused on this person here that's giving me this attention. Uh, you know, Casey, you had to, you know, live through it when your ex was, you know, fell for his girl. And I just feel like I you can develop strong feelings for somebody out there, sure, but Lascelles is taking it to a level that I'm just Yeah. What? You have a 7-year relationship with a girl and now you're telling another woman after 2 to 3 weeks? I love you. You're going to be my girlfriend and my future wife. Like that's batshit crazy. I'm sorry. Batshit. No sense. Like it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> I just and if, <laughs> and if you're Ashley, if you're Ashley and you're sitting there, Casey, and you, and I mean, I keep saying to you, but I'm like, you, you, what you saw on this show is, I mean, you can't. You're probably the the queen of what someone had to go through watching video clips. So I don't think yeah. even something that Ashley sees, you could be like, yeah, that's that sucks for her, but. Look what I had to go through. But still, if you're Ashley, put yourself in Ashley's shoes. I mean, that's got to suck to hear because while while what you saw was just, you know, hooking up and physical connection, like LaSalle's and as as far as we know, it hasn't been shown. LaSalle's and Trace haven't had sex. It is just this giant emotional love bombing each other, which which has to hurt just as much as seeing your man have sex with somebody else. Yeah, like that's one thing that I was going to um, touch on in our next episode because we're going to recap these episodes. But I, I've i been talking to Ashley a little bit because she wants to come on. Um, it's tempting at the once the show's like all wrapped because she wants to like tell the full story of everything that went down on the show. Um, like no spoilers and just like explain her side of things and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm starting to think because me and Aaron, we both have been saying like Ashley and LaSalle's like freak us out because (laughs) there's like no emotion from either of them. You know what I mean? Like on her end of things, it's like some really crazy stuff is going down and like he's saying really over the top outlandish things like forget Ashley. I want Trace to be my wife and she just has no real reaction to it. And for me, I lived through that same exact situation. And I remember it was like just getting stabbed in the heart, like over and over again. And then you, then you're like, you can't break down because you remember there's like 15 cameras on you and you're like, this is on TV for eternity. And I can't actually lose my shit right now because this is going to be crazy. And I just don't know how she's keeping it together. It's like weirding me out. And then LaSalle's is just the love bombing is at a whole other level. Like Evan was like having sex and like 
sexual things and like maybe I think he called like uh, Morgan his girlfriend. Yeah. But to say to look someone in the eye that you've known for like 12 days on a reality show and be like, you are my future wife. (laughs) Like, yo. And then the even more concerning part to me is like as a woman, how is Trace not realizing like something is very off? Like if a man that I met on a reality show told me that after knowing me for 12 days and there's another woman in the picture that's been in his life for seven years and they're still together, I would be like, okay, something's seriously wrong with this dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And she's getting, (laughs) she's getting to a point where it seems like it's almost like maybe LaSalle's is doing this because that's what Trace is basically putting out there. Like, look, I have no problem moving forward with you, but not until I know that this girl is out of the picture. So then LaSalle's just yeah. says stuff that makes Trace think, oh, yeah, Ashley's, yeah. you know, she's she's long yeah. gone. Don't worry about her. So maybe he's just saying it because he knows Trace has made it pretty clear. Like, I won't move on with you unless I know that this is over between you and her. I can't have any lingering feelings and stuff like that. But still, the whole thing is it's an, it's a no, slap in the face like, to Ashley. Yeah. And there's and seven like, years Why together. would you? Yeah, and why would you ever want to be with a man or start a future with a man that can so easily discard a woman that he's been with for seven years and has a life with? Like, he knows her family. Like, they've spent holidays and birthdays together. They live together. They have a life together. And you, like, you're okay with being with someone that's just like, okay, like, goodbye to that. Forget her. Like, that wouldn't be okay with me. Like, I wouldn't want to be with a man like that. So that's, it says a lot about Trace, honestly. Exactly. And, like, I wouldn't want to be with a man who I felt like I had to, like, pressure into liking me or to, like, expressing themselves. Like, how, that's corny. Like, I want someone to, (laughs) literally corny. I want someone to tell me they like me or love me because they mean it, not because they feel like they're getting bullied into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it almost seems like LaSalle's is wanting Trace. And, you know, he even said, you know, um, on the show last night, LaSalle says, you know, he's missing that spark with Ash and he's getting it from Trace. But is that because he's seven years into a relationship? Because we all know anybody that's been in a long-term relationship, it's not yeah. – year seven it's, is not the same as the first six months. It's just not. Exactly. No. The honeymoon phase is a very real thing. Like yeah. when you yes. first meet someone, there's sparks, there's butterflies. You're like obsessed with each other. You can't get enough of each other. It's like chemistry overload. After seven years with someone, like you actually have to put effort in. You need to like go on date nights. You need to earn, like keep that spark going. Like if you, they haven't been doing that, like that's not Ashley's fault. Like you guys need to work on that together. So it's like, dude, that's going to happen with any girl you're with after a prolonged period of time. That's natural. That's life. (laughs) And that's what makes me think LaSalle's, the things that he's saying and the things that he's doing and wanting to be with Ash so, or not with, uh, with um, Trace so much is more because it's just new. She's the new shiny object for him. And I I don't know how deep he he claims they have this deep and the connection and they really get each other or whatever. But I don't know if that's the case. That. I don't know. I don't see that at all. Yeah. I literally see two toxic. I'm going to say it. I don't, I don't know if they, they are toxic no, or if they're actually toxic. I mean, whatever, but I see two toxic people trying to force something and I, that's not meant to be. 
it's not meant to be. I cannot see it making it past the island or like a month after because it's just way too, way too it's hot to- and cold. All the conversations they've had have been fighting. Yeah. (laughs) And even to take it deeper than that, it's like I see it as Trace. It's a competition for Trace. Mm -hmm. And she's just trying to win something. And he wants what he can't have right now because she's like she's a challenge to him. That's all this is, in my opinion, is she's a challenge and she's trying to win him. And it's just it's going to blow up. There's no way that it's going to be successful if they end up leaving together. There's yeah. no way. It's not possible. Yeah. It, it seems like he has just found a shiny new toy while he was out there for the month of filming that's different from his girlfriend of seven years that he probably yeah. got complacent with, probably in the same old routine, just like a lot of people yeah. who've been in a relationship for a long time. It just happens. And yeah, someone new comes along and, you know, or it could have been a situation where I know that you've brought this up in the past, Casey, where huh. I think it, I, I can't remember if you said it on your podcast or maybe it was an interview or whatever, but it was almost like you and Evan choosing to do the show was you kind of knew that it was an out. It was an out for you guys. Like you knew that it was over, but this was a way to go about doing it to make it sure it was over. Right. Like when I filmed, yeah. Like when I filmed the show, because I was still like very brainwashed when I filmed the show. But now that I'm like out of the situation and I'm like so brutally honest about it, and I, I really like let my family know and like my friends and everyone know how I was truly feeling deep down in my gut. Like this is going to sound sad, but even before I started filming, I used to ask myself, I'd be like, there's like, there's no way that this is what love feels like. Like I refuse to believe like this is all it is. Like this doesn't feel right to me. And then when the show happened, I was like, you know, like this might be a shot to like, get us on different paths (laughs) like even though it was like so painful and I was so I think I wasn't so much heartbroken over losing Evan now that I look back at things what I was heartbroken over is it was the realization that all of my gut feelings for years were right and I had wasted so much of like my 20s and like the best years of my life on Mm -hmm. someone that wasn't in love with me. And honestly, I don't think I ever was really in love with. And I was like, what the fuck have you done? Like I was heartbroken over me and like the loss that I gave myself, if that makes sense. No, it it does. And again, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know enough (laughs) about, (laughs) I don't, I don't know enough about LaSalle's and Ashley's past relationship to know, you know, I, I I just don't know enough about their past, but I'm thinking because he was so quick to jump to a new girl that maybe this, maybe he wanted out from the that's get go the and he was using the show that's to get out of this. Vibe. Yeah. That's the vibe that I get because I've been there. I've lived kind of the exact scenario that's going down between those two. And I think if they were both very honest, they would admit that it was an out and that they saw it as an out. Yeah, I just I just see Lascelles as a very a very similar storyline to Evan. The way he immediately connected with somebody and he was just oh, yeah. gung ho all in on that person and forget the girl that yeah, I'm with that I came here with that I had so many years d- invested into. Yeah, because Evan, like we've talked about this, Evan knew he was on like a taking timeline. Like he knew I was done. Like if he didn't make some major changes, so. Maybe like LaSalle's kind of knew the same thing. Like if things weren't going to change, like Ashley was going to bounce and he was like, I got to 
find the next chick to fill the void, <laughs> yeah. you know? No, very, uh, very much agree with that. And I, yeah, I just, the more I watch them and the more I see LaSalle's just be so all in on somebody that he still barely knows. And yes, I get, I get that we don't see every conversation and, and whatever, and they have way more deeper conversations that are probably being shown, but still, it's still two to three weeks of somebody versus a seven year relationship. You can't, you can't compare. Yeah. It's, it's night and, and day. And it can't compete. Yeah, I I feel bad for Ashley, and, you know, we'll see how this thing um, wraps up. Yeah. So moving on to Hanya and Ash, which is another another interesting. (laughs) Like the first two couples that we talked about, I you know, I think it's safe to say Jillian and Edgar are not going to leave this couple, uh, the island together. I don't think Lascelles and Ashley were going to leave this. No, I'd be shocked. Island together. And the third couple. I don't think Hanya and Ash leave this together. However, Hell no. <laughs> there is like, it's so weird. And this is, this was a, um, this was an interesting couple because he comes on the Island, basically admitting, um, I would be into threesomes. I'd be into an open relationship and not, and, and almost taking advantage of, of Ash and not treating her like the woman that she is. And then it seems like mm-hmm. now, Hanya's done a complete 180. The last two to three episodes, all he does is cry over Ash and what he sees with going on with her and Taylor. And now he's now he's come to some sort of realization that this is the woman that he wants to be with. And I guess it's just going to come down to is Ash going to hold her ground because her whole thing was he's never shown me what I've needed to be shown. He's always treated me as basically, you know, just a, a fling when they would meet friends and meet people out. He wouldn't even introduce her as his girlfriend. So now when she sees footage of him and maybe gets a final talk with him where he says, no, you, this experience made me realize you were the one that I want if she's going to stick to her guns. Because right now it seems like she's out, but I don't know if she can be drawn back in. Do you think, uh, Aaron, there's any way that that Ash gets drawn back into this? Oh, hell no. I think there's (laughs) no shot. I think there's no shot. I think there's no shot because, like, she's already saying how he's an actor and he's so theatrical and he's always so dramatic and he has a way with his words that like are never genuine. It's always an act. So it's like, if she's already saying all that based off of like 30 second bonfire clips, I just feel like in person, like she's going to feel the same way. You know what I mean? I feel like she's going to think he's acting since she's already made up her mind that even though he's being so genuine in the clips, it's an act. Like, the iPad situation actually made me tear up because to an, yeah. extent, to an extent, I know what it feels like to go on that island, like, feeling and thinking one way and then having a complete 180. And I can't speak for Hanya. I can't speak for anyone else. I can only speak for myself. But, like, my situation was real and how I felt was real. And I'm a whole different woman because of that situation. I stuck my ground. When I left that island, I knew the woman I wanted to become. And I'm a, I'm a different person and I'm proud of myself for that. Will Hanya, you know, what, will he feel the same way when he leaves and work on himself and stick to it with or without Ash? I don't know, but I do know that it is possible to go into the situation with a certain mindset and change, change your mind. And unfortunately you can't express that to your significant other. I personally think he's genuine right now from what I've seen um, so I hope that he can 
stick to it off the island and that he actually means what he's saying. But as far as Ash goes, like, I just think she's over it. Like, I think she thinks it's all bullshit and Hmm. she's ready to like move on and live her best life. And if that's what she wants to do, like good for her. I just think that there's a lot of like dragging his name in the mud and I haven't really seen him do much wrong. So it just, it confuses me because he's admitted to everything that he's done yeah, with the um, the uh, booty call that he got a couple weeks before filming when he, we saw that yeah. clip, and then him, him admitting in his him admitting to the other singles in the house that yeah I've cheated on Ash, and she said yeah I mean I kind of it's it's almost refreshing or yeah. to hear that my instincts were right like I kind of I kind of knew he was cheating on me, but now to hear it it's refreshing. And so that should give her, I mean, if she wants to leave him, she has every right to because yeah. he's now admitted to everything. She can leave him for whatever reason she wants, but it seems like it's legitimate if it finally took him saying it on camera and this experience for her to have it set in to where it's like, no, I don't need to be treated like this. I'm worth way more than what this guy's giving me. You know, I don't know how serious it is with Taylor. This could just be a, a physical thing. Um, but for her, I don't know if she's going to leave with Taylor and it certainly doesn't look like Hanya's leaving with anybody because he wants Ash back. That's his whole thing for the last few episodes. But it's all going to come down to if they leave as a couple. And I don't know if, if she decides to leave on her own or leave with Taylor. But I guess if I had to guess now, I'd say no. I, I, I do yeah. think Ash will yeah. will not take I, Hanya back. Yeah, and I will say, like, I understand wanting to win someone back to, like, an extent and, like, having these realizations and doing a 180. But... I don't know if if I saw someone like if I saw my significant other like having sex with someone else I don't think like I would then be like no I know Ash is my world like I just feel like he's almost it's like fueling his fire seeing her have sex with someone else and I just yeah that's where I personally that's where I would like draw the line on whether or not I wanted to like still fight for someone yeah Casey your thoughts yeah yeah, no, that's the thing that confuses me, too, because I get because we I feel like every human has been there where it's like you've kind of fucked things up with someone and then you like realize like, wow, like I really love this person and I screwed up and like you want to fix it and you're doing a 180 and you're trying to like be the person that that person deserves. I feel like that's a very like human experience that everyone's felt. Mm-hmm. at least one point in their life however i'm with aaron there comes a point and i actually think karina the girl that he's talking with the most she kind of touched on it i think there comes a point where he's kind of romanticizing their relationship and making it mm-hmm. seem like it's some like i don't know like romeo and juliet and like this is like a little bump in the road and he's gonna win his girl back but it's like what if you like watch the person you love have sex with another person on a TV show. I mean, I'm sorry, but like you're never recovering from that. Like that relationship, like you're never recovering from it. It will haunt you guys forever until you guys break up. And that's just a fact. Like I don't really care what anyone says. It's a fact. And I just, yeah, like it's bizarre that he, and I like him. I started out not liking Hanya and I'm actually a big fan now. 
Um, because I do think he's very genuine and I think he hasn't been a good person in the past, but I think he's realized that and he's really trying to like get his shit together. And I think he's going to be a really good man for whoever he's with next. Cause I don't think there's any way in hell they're going to make it. But for him to like watch her have sex with Taylor and then be like, yeah, like I love her even more. And like, I want to fight for her. It's like, no dude, like you need to go talk to a therapist and yeah. You need to let her go. Like, that's not normal. Like, I, absolutely not. I I like the fact that he's cut his hair since the show. That, that's one yeah. bonus for me. Uh, he looks him. good with short hair. Yeah, I think, it, it, yeah, I, I really do think it's a, it's a better look for him. Aaron, I've ne- I, I totally forgot, and I know it wasn't, I know there wasn't anything really ever bad, that I don't think, but what, what was the worst clip you ever saw of Corey on the show? What? What? Honestly, the worst was what happened after the show, Steve. But uh, we won't get into that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that. Um, no, I think the worst clip was from an emotional standpoint. It was him being like, "I'm at a crossroads with Aaron. Like, I don't like. I have feelings for Amanda, but like also." Aaron. I don't know if that was shown though at a bonfire or like when I was rewatching it, but um, it was probably just him like having heart to hearts with Amanda. Okay. Like I can really pinpoint what was like what was the worst one, but yeah, it was probably just the heart to heart. And when it re aired, was when more was. Um, <laughs> well yeah i mean like i said your season was really the tame i mean outside of kendall there was nothing going i mean kirsten didn't do anything that would that uh, julian could ever see that was you know a slap in his face and he never did anything that was a slap in her face and you know maybe tom was a little flirty with what's her face the little girl what was her name again sophia is that her name Sophia. yeah okay yeah i mean other than that you know, I mean, Chelsea did have that one guy that she was kind of connecting with, and I think they made out. But again, Tom and Chelsea, um, you know, still together to this day, they never really had a giant, I don't think, a major hurdle on that show. Maybe they did, and maybe I'm just forgetting. But I, I guess I'm I'm going off clips that they had to watch yeah. of the other person. And then obviously you and Corey. Kendall and Erica, Erica was the one that had to deal with the most. And um, Yeah. And um, I would say like my worst clip thinking about it now it was probably again more emotional for me and it was just like hearing Corey say that I like um what he was my punching bag or that like I made him feel like little about himself and like and that is not like that hurt me as in I was like upset with myself that I made someone else feel that way yeah. It wasn't like I had anger towards Corey. I never did with any of the clips. It was more like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't ever want to be that person who makes someone feel poorly about themselves. Like, whether we're dating or not, that's just like, that's not being a good person. And I like to hold myself to a higher standard. So hearing him say that, it, like, broke my heart in a sense. And I think looking back, those probably were the hardest, like, bonfires to watch because it was like, Ooh, I really yeah. wish that I wasn't, I wish I would have treated this person a little better because I didn't know he was feeling this way and it hurt me. Well, just, yeah. 
hurting him. Just in terms of your relationship up through, you know, the end of filming of that show, mm-hmm. did you see did you see Corey say and do things that you had never heard him say during your relationship? Yes. We were having a parallel experience. Like <laughs> I was having all these like internal realizations where I was like, Ooh, I might've been like way too hard on him or like thinking back to like certain arguments we've gotten into and all this stuff. Like to an extent, I knew that sometimes I can be a little too outspoken or instead of communicating a little like argumentative, like I've just always been like a very aggressive person when it comes to, I talk very passionately. That's what Mark told me. Like I talk very passionately yeah. And so I was having this like internal realization and then I was actually watching these clips and I, he had never expressed that to me. And that's what hurt too, because I felt blindsided where it was like when the show aired, I would constantly ask like, please, is there anything that is going to upset me that you might've said, or even just in a sense, like, did I ever do anything to upset you? Like we have these really, heartfelt conversations and it was always you know no 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 and then it would air and I would get really upset like with myself but also with him for not being honest with me and stuff but as far as the bonfire clips a lot of that stuff I understood where he was coming from but I never heard it from him does that make sense yeah no that's what I was yeah yeah, I was just trying to get at like did he just what was the stuff that you saw in the clips stuff that like you maybe knew but you never heard and that seems to be the answer like he said things that Maybe you thought, but he had never verbally yeah. expressed those to you to you in any point in your relationship. Exactly. I like to ramble, so I'm sorry. That was <laughs> No, I no, I, I totally was, get what you were saying. You answered it better than I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it made sense. And you know, this is it's such a it's such a fascinating show because in reality, in the real world, any couple that's at a quote unquote crossroads in the relationship while God bless them and God bless every all um yeah let's see four times four all sixteen couples that have decided to put their lives out there to be judged by all of us God bless you all for doing it but in really if you were living in reality nobody would go on this show to fix their relationship you would just go to counseling and or yes. talk or talk things through like this yes. isn't a normal thing to go hey we're at a crossroads. We've either been dating a year and a half or we're dating five years or we're dating seven years. Let's see if we go on Temptation Island, if this fixes things or makes things better. When in reality, you're really playing with fire by going on the show when you can just be like, hey, yeah. you know what? We need to go to counseling. We need to we need to talk to somebody or we need to talk out our problems, not, hey, let's have another girl in a bikini grinding up against you for 30 days <laughs> to see if our relationship's going to stand the test of time. And yeah. it's just tough. But Thank you for all. Thank you all for going on it, so we could, so we could have people to talk about every week. Because it's yeah, it's an interesting experience. And Casey, you were, you know, you were a guinea pig because it hadn't been on in fifteen yeah. years. You were on that first season where it hadn't been on in so long, and we didn't know what to expect. And you probably didn't even know, no, what you were getting into, even though you knew what the show was about. Like yeah, but then, then again, yeah. like you guys were at a different, like you and Evan going on the show is different than I clearly. I would even say, you know, Aaron Corey and, you know, yeah. where LaSalle's and Ashley are in their relationship or actually that one's probably similar. But, you know, Hanya and, and Ash, like it's just everybody's got a different journey here. And yeah. yep. certainly 
going on this show and having to talk about your feelings and having every single day and open up. I mean, certainly, I mean, is there, is there one, is there one big thing, Casey, that, um, you know, obviously you've, you've changed a lot since the show and we've all seen it. And, uh, but is there one big thing that you took out of it in just terms of, had you never spoken about your feelings that much in your life before? And you're like, wow, now it's, it's easier for me to, Yeah, like I'm really open about the fact that um, typically I am like not an emotional person at all. Like I keep and I still am like this to this day. But ever since TI, I've gotten better at it. But typically I'm not an emotional person and I hold everything inside, like everything. (laughs) I internalize everything. I get through everything by myself. I'm just like a one woman team. And on TI, when you're abandoned like that, going through like very real trauma, not only do you have to talk about things, but you need to rely on other people to literally survive. At least I did. So, yeah. So it just really taught me that talking about your emotions and like what you're going through and being vulnerable and talking about your struggles and your mental health. It's just, it's not a weakness. It's a strength and it can help a lot of people. Like I personally, and it's one of the things that I'm most proud of. And I think probably the thing I'll be most proud of, like I help people all over the world and I inspire people. And it's honestly the most rewarding thing that's ever happened to me. And it continues to blow my mind. So I think that's a huge thing that I took away from it. And then also just whether you're a man or a woman, um, I think true love is very rare and hard to find, but it's out there. And if that's something that you believe in and something that you want, like do not settle. Like life is too short and love is something that you deserve. And, um, yeah, just don't settle. Like it's out there, even if it takes a long time and keep your standards high and don't give up. So yeah, that's what I've learned. (laughs) And, you know, uh, Aaron, I know you said at the beginning of the podcast that you seem to get, um, outside of Kendall, a lot of, you know, negativity or hate, but what has been your outside of that? What have Mm -hmm. been some of the responses that you have gotten from people that, watch your season either at the time or if other countries are watching it now that people reach out to you and say, does anybody say like they have, like I know a lot of people have for Casey and said that, uh, you know, I've seen you change and you've got so much stronger since that show. And I don't even recognize the person that was on that season. What have you gotten in your DMS from people? Okay. This is definitely going to be tough to follow up. Casey's response. Love you, Aaron. You got it. Uh, You're not helping people around the world, apparently. No, no I'm not quite doing that. Nope. nope. <laughs> a lot of just ex-soccer players that are like, we see you. <laughs> no, but um, I mean, I have had a lot of people reach out to me, though, in my DMs being like, I understand completely what you were trying to express when you brought up soccer, because when you play a competitive sport for you know, 22, 21 to 22 years of your life and cold turkey, you're just not on that same routine, that schedule. You almost lose a part of yourself and you have to figure out who you are outside of that. And that goes with like 
you know, making new friends, meeting people, like having someone constantly like guide you where you're supposed to be. Like I've had coaches and trainers and um, like tutors throughout my whole life. And then I was kind of just like tossed into the real world after having that structure for my entire life since I was five. And for me, it was difficult. And even though I got a lot of, you know, a lot of shit for it, it was really nice. And it is really nice having people reach out to me being like, I completely understand where you're coming from and your journey has really helped me. And then on the flip side of that, I get people being like, I know where you're coming from when it comes to your and Corey's relationship and how maybe you're the, um, the like more aggressive one or the more like outspoken one and you're very outgoing and their significant other maybe isn't as outgoing and people have asked me for advice in that aspect too. And like Casey said, my number one response though is just talk to someone like go to therapy, talk to a friend, open up to your family members. If that's something you've never done before. Like I know a lot of the things that I have gone through in the past, I struggled with opening up to my family about. And when it aired on television, they were kind of like, Oh my goodness. We had no idea half the stuff you're saying. And it was kind of a portal for me to then be able to express myself more. And it's weird because before going on the show, I literally, and I'm not kidding, never cried. Like, literally never cried. My sister always jokes. She's like, I've seen you cry more on television than I did (laughs) our entire childhood and life. But now yeah it does that to you no these floodgates are open i cry all the time i'm watching tv a commercial comes on sobbing literally sobbing (laughs) like like a cute bunny outside crying i'm not even kidding (laughs) now i just cry all the time but it's healthy it's healthy yeah Yeah, i went from being embarrassed to like why am i ashamed of crying when did this become such a bad thing like honestly get that out i need to get it out because now i'm genuinely such a happier, more just like loving person, as crazy as it sounds, because I'm not bottling up all these emotions. Like I had and, so much anger in me. I was pretending to not have emotions. And now I'm like, now that I get them out, I'm so caring. I'm like, hey, happy go lucky. <laughs> Life is good. What, and you- one thing like I do want to say really quick, Erin, because you touched on like the whole like athlete thing and like losing that routine and like that part of your life. Like, I don't think like you should downplay that because I've like dated athletes in the past. And when because you played in college, right? You were like a collegiate athlete. I played in college and I also played a little yeah. bit professionally. professionally and that yeah. Was, like, yeah. So that's the thing. Okay, like people don't understand when you are an athlete from like a child and you work all through elementary school, middle school, high school, college, professional, that is like all you know. So when you lose that, it's literally losing a part of who you are and it's devastating and it takes a lot to like readjust your entire life to learn how to be you without that so i don't think you should downplay that i just think people that hated on you for always talking about soccer they don't understand that like you were grieving something that was a part of who you were so unless like people have ever been with an athlete or were an athlete in that capacity they wouldn't understand that you know yeah oh thank you no i agree (laughs) i think like another part of it too is i was after college, I trained for two years. So I wasn't working. I wasn't like starting a career. I wasn't applying for jobs. Like I put my heart and soul into being a professional athlete. 
Yeah. Even though I was drafted, like you still need to train. You still need to like go to tryouts. Like you get cut, then you're invited here. Then you're flying here. Like there was a lot that went into me like trying to play professionally. And while all my friends were getting jobs and like searching for their careers, I put so much into that. And then when it didn't work out, I was set back, you know, and it was, yeah, I had to start, had to start all over and I didn't even know where to start because I was never really taught anything other than sports. Well, I got, I got two questions in regards to, to that, Aaron, um, your relationship with Corey, was it, did it start after all of your soccer career was over or was he, was he involved? Okay. So it was, he started afterwards. And then I guess my other question was because I know how it works in bachelor world, uh, with the bachelor guys, like once, because it's a very popular show. And then once the guys go on this show, the amount of women that flood their DMS is just, it's nonstop. And it's just shooting fish in a barrel for these guys because they basically have put out a dating video of themselves for, for a nationally televised audience. And it's like, there's your, there's your profile. If you want, if you want to go on match or eHarmony or whatever, there's Tyler Cameron's dating profile. You just saw him on 11 episodes. You know how he walks, you know how he talks, you know how he dresses, you know how he kisses, you know how he, you know, holds somebody's (laughs) hand. Like it's, it's already like an ingrained, like, Oh, I know what I'm getting. If I'm going to go out on a date with this guy, I'm just curious because you and Corey were together when the show was airing, was he getting a, was he getting hit up by a lot of women and how did that um if if he was um did he like how did how did you navigate that as in a relationship where it's it's very much it's a lot easier th- that women slide into guys DMs on this show than i think yeah cuz i've seen it with my own two eyes i then i think that guys sliding into women's i don't know but how was it when the show was airing in terms of people hitting on your boyfriend you know honestly i think that we had just so much other like drama going on when the show was airing that that was like not even a concern i mean Mm, okay i really don't have anything bad to say about Corey other than he has always been a little cautious with his phone and what goes on behind the scenes or the behind the screen, I should say. So I don't know. Mm. I really was kind of in like a don't ask, don't tell type of situation. I, I don't know, mm. but I would ask him if people reached out and he would always say no to me as far as if that's true or not. I'm not sure. Um, but we just had so much, <laughs> we had so many other things going on yeah. when it was yeah. that like with like, family and cast members and everything that that kind of just felt like last, you know? Well, I, I, I ask it only because I, I, I've never really had this conversation publicly with anybody, but I've had it privately with a few women in, in bachelor nation. And mm-hmm. it goes to this notion of being in a public um, relationship when you come off this show or, you know, bachelor or bachelorette is that, Women and men don't seem to have much of an issue. It's very easy to throw a, an accusation out there. Like, let's just yeah. say, uh, I'm going to use an example without, but without using names. There's a, a woman in the franchise who's dating somebody from the franchise, and she gets an email from somebody that says, I saw your boyfriend doing this, or I hooked up with your boyfriend when you were, when you were gone. And then it's almost like this, well... <laughs> 
it puts them in a position of, well, if I bring this up to my boyfriend and I accuse him of it, then he's going to think that I don't trust him. But if I say nothing, it's going to eat at me because what if it's true? So it's almost like, what do you do in that situation if that is the case? Because if you bring it, and trust me, you're talking about a popular show of The of the Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and you're talking about a popular person in, in the franchise and the couple, and you're almost like, they're not getting one email that says, your boyfriend did this, or I saw him doing this, or I hooked up with him. You're getting it numerous times. So if you constantly are bringing it up to your boyfriend, you're looked at as, uh, you know, you're, he's looking at you as she thinks I'm untrustworthy. She's nagging me about this. Why won't she just let me be? And then if she says nothing, what if it is true? It's almost like it's yeah. got to be really fucking hard It'll to navigate a public relationship. Um, that, yeah. that, that's my bottom line. Like, I don't know what I would do in that situation because you want to bring it up. Because, hey, someone brought to my attention that you did this. Did you? And they can just say, yeah. no, I didn't. And it's like, okay, do I leave it alone or do I dig? And what right. do you mean, no, you didn't? They gave, they said this date and this. I don't know. I don't know how people do it. But it, it's, um, <laughs> it's definitely happened and it's driven people crazy because they don't know what to do or say because. Oh, for sure. I was going crazy when the show was airing because I was hearing things left and right. My anxiety. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So like, it's a really crappy feeling, especially when your partner doesn't prepare you for what you could possibly see or hear. It's like you're left blindsided. And then when you confront crazy, but how am I crazy when I, you know, you're not telling me these things. It's just, it's like, I honestly feel like couples and like reality TV and all that. It's, it's very hard to come out of it. It's very hard. And communication is everything. Because, like, your anxiety's through the roof. Like, you, like, <laughs> you have worse trust issues than before. Like, it's to stay solid after doing, I'm sure, any reality show, probably very yeah. And honestly... Like, that's why me personally, like, everybody's always like, is that Meeks? No, that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's my, no. that's, that's my Luca. She's, she's barking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, but that's why, like, people always ask me, they're like, why are you so private about your dating life? And it's like, this is why. Okay. Cause I don't want to deal with any of this bullshit until I'm with someone that I am like so confident with and feel so secure. And there's like no games, there's no mixed signals. It's just like me and him and we're a team and all of this like outside bullshit from reality TV and social media is not going to affect us. Like I want to build that foundation with someone privately until we're like really, really solid and we can survive all of this shit. Cause all of this is like relationships don't survive this. And that's why me personally, I'm so private. Like I was just telling Aaron, I was talking to this guy for like a month and a half and I was very into him. Like the first guy I've been into for a long time. And that was one thing, like, he kept asking. He kept asking about, like, do people, like, know that we hang out or, like, da-da-da. And I was, like, I kept saying no because I'm, I will not do that until I'm in, like, a serious, committed relationship. And, like, I know it's, like, the real deal. Like, yeah. that's just my preference because it's not with this environment that we, like, chose to put ourselves in. Yeah. Like, it, it won't survive. Like, it's, it just won't. 
No, it it won't. And, and even if even outside of the reality TV aspect of it, just as a female, social just, media, yeah, yeah, just getting once somebody knows that once you put out there that you're dating somebody, anybody can just step in at any point and say, oh, I know that he used to do this, or he's, yeah. I saw him last week, and he was seemed to be getting a little close to this woman. It's just like. Okay, it's thanks for telling world. me that. But, yeah, thanks for telling me that. But now this is going to cause some sort of rift because if I bring it up to him, he's going to think I don't trust him. And if I don't bring it up, yeah. it's going to eat at me. And then I'm going to yeah. be like, it, it, what do I do? Because what if it is true and there is something I going also, on, you know? I also think, too, to that point, I think there's a way to bring things up, you know? Like, there's a correct way to bring something like that up. Like, I would never come at it, like, just in an accusatory way. Just like have a conversation, you know, like I think there's a safe way to bring things like that up where it's not like you're just coming right out the gate. Like, why'd you do this? This girl's in my emails. It's like calm to the point, bring it on to both of you and just like communicate. And your gut is never wrong. Like when someone is responding to you and you can see how they're responding to a situation like that, your gut's going to tell you like if something's off, like. And you'll feel it. And if it keeps happening and you keep noticing their reactions, that's like me. I'm an observer. Like I won't say anything in the moment, but I take notes and I observe things and I observe behavior and I take notes of things. And if it keeps happening, it's like that's no longer just like a little glitch. That's like a pattern. Yeah. Gut feelings. the, The last thing I'll say, too, is I feel like there's also a window of like time that passes and then it's no longer relevant and i feel like people will like try to bring up things that happened like five years ago about someone like who was on the bachelor or whatever being like this person was seen here with so-and-so bro that was four years ago before they were dating it's just like people trying to start you gotta weed yeah you gotta weed that stuff out you just gotta be smart i think there's like time frame if it happened you know, a week when they were dating and stuff, it's a little different than, you know, well, this guy used to hook up with so-and-so. Yeah. It's like, okay, who cares? Yeah, yeah. no, it's, there's definitely a, a, a time period and it all depends. It's a case by case basis is what is the accusation? And then when did it happen? Is there evidence or is there proof? If it's just, Hey, I heard it's just like, okay, well, thanks for telling me. Now you're just going to drive yeah. me crazy because you have no proof yet. <laughs> You've just told me you heard something about my boyfriend. It's just like, that's got to drive you up. a. And I just think wall. people, yeah. People nowadays also just need to freaking mind their business. Too yeah. many people are in other people's business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <for> sure. <laughs> Well, I, I, I just realized that the one couple we haven't even talked about is, is Luke and Iris. And I don't, oh, think yeah. there's, I don't think there's much to talk about, I, I'll, but I will say this. I'll be honest. I thought Luke, when the, when the first episode aired, was going to be the biggest player this season. It was going to be the biggest Same. trouble. I hated totally him. thought. I hated him, Steve. Yeah. I did not see this. I did not get this impression once. Oh yeah. I, I know. I, me, me, and Aaron have <laughs> always been on opposite sides of the spectrum. Now I'm a Luke fan, though. Like I take everything back. I'm a huge fan. But yeah, I hated him. I thought he was the biggest douche, and I was not a fan. And I think that he's. And I think the reason you like him, and I think the reason I've grown to like him, is because if there is a point to this show, it seems like it's working for him. Like it's working for him. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He's learning about himself that he probably wouldn't have if he didn't go on this show. So seemingly it is working for him and they seem to be the only couple that's going to, you know, make it out of this thing because he's not hooked up with anybody. She's keeping her distance from anybody on this show. So clearly they're going to leave together. Um, and I hope their relationship 
is better because of it. But yeah, every bonfire, he's just like he's almost knocking it out of the park with the, even the things he's that he sees. Knocking and see. it out of <laughs> yeah. the park, it's blowing my mind because I honestly was like. I gave him so much shit on the first couple episodes of our podcast yeah. to the point where I I literally made like a public apology. I was like, um, I apologize. I'm a huge fan of Luke because every bonfire he has, it's like he sees something and I'm like, I watched the clip and I'm like, oh no, like this is going to be the thing that like sets him off and he's going to take a step backwards. And then he has the most mature response just like you know what like i'm happy that she's like doing her thing and she looks so confident she's learning to love herself and i'm over here working on me and feeling emotions i'm like good lord (laughs) i'm such a fan of him like i love him yeah i really do love him the best way to describe it this this show is working for him and he's using it to his advantage not in a in a negative hookup way he's using it to actually learn about himself and and, yeah learn about himself open up express because it's it sounds like he was not the most expressive person in the world i do i do think the stuff he was doing pre-show very very shady you know very responding to women in text messages that he previously hooked up with like yeah your your woman is gonna have some trust issues there like why he did that i have no idea but but he seems to be learning from it. And that's the whole point is, you know, yeah. find yourself on this show. And he definitely seems to have. Um, what was the last thing? Oh, I want the last thing I want to talk about was um, I just wanted to ask you this, Aaron, because you know them better than than Casey and I do. Um, Kirsten and Julian. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when that. Uh, when the proposal aired last yeah. season. And I think I even tweeted it out. I said, I've been covering reality TV for 14 years now or even longer. And, you know, I've seen plenty of proposals on reality TV. Some were just whatever and some were, you know, pretty good. That was, I don't think there was anything close. I've never seen a proposal like that in my life. I thought that was the best television reality TV proposal I had ever seen before. And I, I, you saw it, right? I mean, there's... Gosh, I literally had goosebumps. I cried. Oh. <laughs> but I cried. I was sobbing. It was perfect. He said Those everything two. perfect. Everything he said nailed it. I, the bringing up the brother. I mean, it was just. No. It was. He killed I'm it. telling you, they both. Like, I'm serious when I say. I mean, I got so lucky with the girls from my season, but then also their significant others, like Julian and Tom, but like. Julian and Kristen are so genuine and they are so in love. And like, I hung out with Kristen recently, like we're still very close and just to see a genuine relationship and proposal and how happy they are. It, it warms my heart because they both deserve it. They're both such good people. Truly. And, and I think, I think everybody and their mother, when the cast list for season three, of temptation Island first came out and we see this giant hulking man tatted up (laughs) saying they had been together for 11 years and he couldn't pull the trigger. I'm like this guy, he is, he is going to cheat. He's going to cheat the first chance he gets like, no, no fucking way. And he was the biggest 180 ever in this show in terms of first impressions to last impression. He was awesome. Yeah. That's how he actually is, though. Like he he's really a good guy, good guy, and she's an amazing woman. So they, I know that they're going to be happy. Is there forever. is there a wedding coming up? I know Mark is officiating it, right? 
Isn't Mark officiating yeah. their wedding? Yeah. Um, I don't know how much I can say, oh, but okay. I, their wedding is coming up, and I will be there. Okay, so it's going to be in twenty. It's going to be in twenty twenty two. I'm not sure, Steve. You want to tag along? Oh. You can come to my date. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, I, I'd love to go the way. I want to meet Julian. He's playing in the. He's playing in the USFL now. I see all his. I saw his pictures. I yeah. saw. I saw one of the games that he played in. Like, yeah, I'm. Okay. I'm down. It's hap- but I mean, you don't need to give a date, but it's happening in 2022, I'm assuming. Or you can yeah. you say that. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad. And then Tom and Chelsea, obviously, still together. I follow both of them. Um, yeah. They're still together. Good for them. You and Corey, sorry, didn't make it. You know, you know, it's funny. <laughs> you know, the, 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 um, not the six degrees of separation, but the, uh, the link between you and Corey and I is I love going to Choctaw. And, um, and I, and I know that he, is he, is he still there or no? I think, I think he is, but I'm cracking up because I'm like, no offense. Who goes to this casino? Oh no. I trust me. It's an hour. It's an hour. It's like an hour and five minute drive from, cause I'm very North part. I'm in Dallas, but I'm 30 minutes North of downtown Dallas, which is only, okay. I'm may, I'm maybe an hour and 10 minute car ride to go over the border to go to Choctaw and there's no gambling. There's no gambling here in Texas. So I got to go to Oklahoma to gamble. And that, I, I and I go there. I knew this. I lived there for a hot second. <laughs> Could have hung out. But yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that casino, it actually looks amazing. I I was there once or twice and yeah, it's it, a really it's cool casino. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that they're like doing renovations and all that for um, a water park or something. Wow. I just love- store because of where it was located that's where that's why when Corey was like we're moving i'm like what <laughs> yeah what i mean that? it's it, you drive past the border you hit the oklahoma border and then like five minutes later there's this casino that just pops up on the on the side of the yeah. road and but the actual wow. inside of the casino very cool it's a younger yeah. crowd the pool is really cool i've gotten a cabana at the pool one time there i mean it's really it's for being in the middle of nowhere yeah i mean it's it's a really cool casino so yeah i've <laughs> And I, I don't, and I didn't know that until after your season aired that Corey worked at Choctaw. I was like, "Holy shit!" I go to Choctaw all yeah. the time. <laughs> and he worked, and he worked out at the pool. So I was like, I, one time I was at the pool. I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to see Corey out here. I never saw him the day I was there, though. Oh um, my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, well, it's called the It's Tempting Pod. It just started about what, like a month ago? You guys are four or five yeah. episodes in. It's been exactly yeah. a month. A month. Well, you can check it out on all the podcast platforms that you can listen to. Casey Campbell and Aaron Smith. Thank you so much, you guys, for coming on. I really appreciate it. We will certainly enjoy these last uh, few episodes and see how this thing breaks down. But I think we're pretty accurate in saying three of these four couples aren't making it. It looks like Luke and Iris are the only two that are going to make it out. And we're not saying that as a spoiler, just our opinion, but shit, anybody that's watched this whole season, like, (laughs) I think it takes a rocket scientist to realize... No. Who's gonna make it and who isn't? Yeah. Nope. Well, thank you well, so thank much, you guys, for coming so on. Much. Yeah, we love we loved coming for real. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Casey and Aaron for coming on. Really had a good time talking to them. I hope you all did too. Check out their podcast. It's called the It's Tempting Pod. They're just a month in. They're talking all things Temptation Island. They've already had Jillian on their podcast. They've already had Tommy on their podcast. Hopefully these are two people along with some other contestants this season that I'm going to get on. Um, I wanted to wait till the end of the season this year to have some of the Temptation Island people on. It's just so tough to talk to them during the show because they're so careful about what they what they can say. 
plus they already know the outcome of where they're at and it, it's just better to do it after the fact and I don't think I'm going to talk to all four couples when the season ends I'll just have to pick and choose but um, uh, you can if you want to hear them what Jillian and Tommy had to say go on the it's tempting pod with with Casey and Aaron so I really appreciate them coming on they're great you know Casey's been on numerous times this is probably her fourth or fifth time on the podcast Aaron was on during her season while it was airing and then I never got her on after the the season ended. This is the first time I've spoken to her since her and Corey had broken up. But thanks again to them for coming on. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. It is much appreciated. Getting more sponsors for you, and hopefully, you know these are products that I hope you you know can use the code. And the one thing I wanted to mention, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, was if you hear about a product on this site, whether it's Manscaped or Dame Products, and you kind of forget and you don't know where it was in the timestamp of the podcast, all you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts and go to the description of the episode. And I'll, for the most part, if I can remember, because I'm not great at remembering sometimes on these things, but I'll always put the ad that ran during that podcast in the episode description. So you'll see it there along with, it'll bring you, you can actually click on it, it brings you right to the site. And um, it'll have my code in there, whatever it is. It's always some variation of Reality Steve. So um, I've tried to tell them all my promo codes. I just want them all Reality Steve, so it'll be easy to remember. But some of them come up with their own thing. If it's 20% off, sometimes it's Reality Steve 20 or whatever. So, um, But they'll always be in the episode descriptions if you want to check that out. So thanks again to Casey and Aaron. I really appreciate them coming on. They will be definitely on again in the future. And thank you all for listening. And as we wrap things up again, the Las Vegas fan appreciation party less than a month away now. So still got spots available. If you're interested, email me at steve at realitysteve.com. All you need is a screenshot of your Vax card. And then if you're flying in, just copy screenshot of your flight itinerary. If you're driving in, screenshot of your hotel. And if you're a local, just promise me you won't flake. Doesn't cost to get in. Three hours, basically, three, three and a half hours, about 8 to 11, 8, 11.30 on Friday night the 3rd at Mandalay Bay. It's open beer and wine bar all night. There will be food there. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, a couple special guests this year, uh, Amanda Pace and Annie Jorgensen from Joe Millionaire will be joining us. So can't wait to see them. And I can't wait to see you guys, everyone that can make it out. It's been three years since we've had one of these, 2019. So it'll be good to be back in the fold. You know I love Vegas, and I love throwing this party just to – get out and mingle with everybody and uh, have a little fun so for casey campbell and aaron smith i'm reality steve thank you all for tuning in and we will talk to you next week see ya